Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially independent. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and start to live the life they truly desire. Get ready to be uncomfortable. It's not easy to unpack our thoughts and behaviors, but we will learn so much about ourselves in the process. I'm super excited for you to join me on this journey. Let's do this. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. And welcome to part two of my fear series. Today, we're going to talk about FORO, or fear of running out. This is another very timely topic as we're still smack in the middle of a pandemic and our culture is currently running rampant with jokes and memes about running out of toilet paper. FORO is so common and even if you think you've never experienced it before, you probably have some semblance of it now almost a year into this COVID experience. Toilet paper anxiety, or acardohygiophobia, for those who are interested, and yes, I did have to look up how to pronounce that, um, is a real thing. It is this anxiety, unease, and sense of losing control that have led people to hoard toilet paper as preparation for a respiratory disease. At a time that calls for rational thought, level-headedness, and concern for our neighbors, so many around us are falling victim to panic and fear. Fear of running out is exactly what it says. It's the fear of running out of things we need. It's this kind of quiet worrying about what would happen if we didn't have a certain thing. And it can range from the little things in our lives, like milk or eggs or a case of water. Think like like the long lines at the grocery store right ahead of a snowstorm um, or gas for our cars to bigger things like worrying about not having enough time or energy. For purposes of today, I'm going to focus more on the little things, but stay tuned because the general not enough discussion is something that I can talk about and will likely talk about for hours. FORO is a constant pull to buy backups of things that we like just in case. Like I have this friend who bought a sweatshirt, decided that she absolutely loved it, and went back to buy one in every color that the store had. Her reasoning was that it fit perfectly on her, and God forbid, what if something happens? It rips. Her kids spill macaroni and cheese all over it. Or the store just continues it. It made her feel better to have multiple of the same sweatshirts so that in the worst case scenario, she could still feel safe. When you break it down, this behavior is really about the mindset of scarcity or not having enough. Everything in our world now is available instantaneously at our fingertips and we take it for granted. So much so that it is literally a shock to the system when all of a sudden the basic things aren't there for us. What do we do then? Maybe we get lucky and we find something else that we like just as much or that particular product becomes back in stock and we have a sigh of relief. But what if it doesn't? Well, in that case, the mindset is, I should buy more from the get-go because you never know what will happen and you better be prepared. 
we essentially disguise this feeling as being practical and responsible, but in reality, we're just spending more money. Buying two or more of the same product you don't need is the exact same thing as buying two different products that you don't need right now. You're also cutting yourself off from the joy of finding something new when you use the original one up. We feel like we're avoiding risk, but in reality, buying more to avoid risk is actually creating more risk in and of itself, if that makes any sense. So we buy backups of things, lots of things. But do we actually feel better when we have this stash of extra stuff? In my opinion, not really. Um, this is where bulk buying enters the picture. I'm going to do a whole separate episode on bulk buying, but I want to briefly mention it here. We all love to shop at these warehouse and wholesale clubs like BJ's, Costco, Sam Club, Sam's Club, so that we can purchase large quantities of a particular product, typically at a discount. I feel like it's a way to satisfy a couple of things for people. The fear of never, ha- never having enough and the rush of getting things at a discount. So for example, if you can go to Costco and buy a package of 10 tubes of toothpaste, you you can get it for maybe a slight discount than you could if you were to buy 10 separate tubes of toothpaste at a different store. So we feel like almost self-righteous in that, okay, we'll, we have all this toothpaste, we're never going to run out of the toothpaste. But where it really kicks in is the fact that we got that at a discount. That gives us this rush. But when you think about it, how much of the stuff that we're buying at these stores do we actually waste? Even if it's not a perishable item like food, do we really need a hundred snack size packages of pirate's booty lying around? For me, I just feel silly knowing that I have I now have all this less space in my closet to to do other things with. There's also this idea of holding on to the things that you never use. Like if something is really pretty to look at, maybe you won't use it for fear that you will lose it forever. Like this is a big one for me. Here's an example. I have this pair of sneakers that I absolutely adored. They were leopard print. Uh, They were absolutely adorable running sneakers that I deemed as so cute. I would not wear them for risk of messing them up. They sat in my closet and I just stared at them. Every time I went in, I just looked at them and said, oh, aren't those cute? But because I refused to wear them, I therefore then didn't actually have sneakers that were usable So I had to buy more sneakers that weren't quite so precious to actually run with. So essentially, I'm placing higher value on the thing itself than on the pleasure of using it. I, as a result of that, I feel this major guilt every time I looked at those shoes in my closet. This concept of saving something for later doesn't help anything. It just serves to prevent you from getting the best out of life. It reinforces the perception of lack and creates new absences that feed the fear and make it grow more intense. This cycle can only be broken by, I believe, wholehearted enjoyment of what you have, by taking risks and using everything in your possession for its intended purposes. 
Sneakers are meant to be worn, to run, to step in puddles, to get dirty. So I encourage you to, to look a little deeper and see if you can identify what your fear actually is and where it's coming from. And then challenge it. Is it a fear that you won't have the money someday to buy the things that you want? Um, is it a fear that you really will run out of something and you will never be able to get it again? I mean, in reality, and again, like this is, we're in a world of instant gratification. How long are you really going to be without something? One to two days maximum, however fast Amazon can get to your house. Times are different now than they used to be. Yet this scarcity mindset runs deep. It's oftentimes ingrained in us from how we grew up. We inherit from our parents and even our parents' parents. So I have a few tips to help us work through this fear of running out. The first one that I have is re really comes from a saying. Um, it's a Buddhist teaching that says, treat your cup as if it's already broken. That way, every moment that you have with whatever you have is a blessing. And the moment it goes is already accepted. No one ever regrets the loss of something used to its fullest potential. I absolutely love this. Once I read that, I was like, oh, I'm putting on the shoes. I'm going to wear these shoes and I'm going to run through every puddle I find. Um, my other tip is be intentional. So do you ever go away for a weekend and overpack with way too many clothes just in case? I do this literally all the time. Of course, when I used to go away, no one's doing anything these days. But <laughs> So I'd be going somewhere with the kids, yet I pack clothes like I'm going out with my husband for the night just in case. It's never going to happen. So why am I packing for it? I carry around this huge bag that's full of extra shoes and clothes that I know I will never actually wear, but I just feel better having them with me. So I started to question it. Do I actually, do I actually feel better? When I really look deep into what's going on, instead of feeling better, I actually feel like I'm a victim of my own mind. Why do I care so much if I am not wearing the right shoes? This way of thinking isn't exactly life-threatening, but it does go deep into my perfectionist black and white mindset. It makes me feel super uncomfortable for challenging these thoughts that I've had my entire life. The other point I want to make around intention is this. It's hard to be generous when you feel like you don't have enough. When we do a deeper dive into who we are, we eventually come up with what our core values are. What do we do? How, how do we, what are the principles that we live our daily lives according to? If you desire to be generous, whether this is with your money, your time, or any other resource, you simply can't be if you come from a place of lack. The intent may come from a different place. When we come from a place of abundance, that feeling that there is more than enough for everyone, then we can actually spread the goodness around and the act of generosity begins to feel more authentic. It's important that we determine how we want to feel and the impact we want to make on the world. Only then can we begin to put some intention behind where our money goes. 
And the third tip that I have is to actually feel the fear. One thing we all need to keep in mind is that FORO, in the way I've been talking about it, is such a privilege to experience. If our worry of running out of necessities is something we don't actually have to worry about, we are extremely lucky. And we need to recognize that. But we also need to know that we can't control our fears and we need to acknowledge and indulge them in order to be able to reason with ourselves and come up with a plan for what to do if you do find yourself again in that situation. One of my favorite phrases, and I'm going to close with this, is we need to feel it to heal it. So I encourage you to dive a little deeper into your into your behaviors, start thinking a little bit more about why you do what you do and start to put some more intention into that. That's it for today, guys. If you're interested in hearing more and engaging with others on this topic, you can also follow my Facebook page at Money Isn't Scary, where we build a community of like-minded women willing to recognize that they have a right and responsibility to fight for their own financial security. Thanks so much. See you next time. Hey guys, thanks for joining me on this episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. You can find more information and connect with a community of like-minded women looking to explore their money stories on the Money Isn't Scary Facebook page. And if you like this podcast, please feel free to leave a review. Thanks for listening.